everyone. Welcome to the Buyer-Centric Revenue Model Podcast. This is going to be a mishmash of audio content, LinkedIn content, guest podcasts, interviews, debates, and live Q&A. We'll primarily discuss six topics that reflect the Buyer-Centric Revenue Model. One, sales development versus marketing. Two, the sales assembly line or the AE-CSM split in other subdivisions versus full sales or full sales cycle sales, aka AE-CSM combined, no handoffs, no prospecting. Three, quota versus holistic goals and metrics. Four, commission versus full salary plus bonus. Five, sales versus the option of self-service to the extent desired and possible. Six, the predictable revenue model versus the buyer-centric revenue model. If you haven't already, I highly demand that you sign up for the buyer-centric revenue model community to continue the discussion and help implement the model. Join the movement of forward-thinking peers liberating and modernizing B2B marketing and sales. Achieve a better growth playbook, a competitive advantage, and more productive and fulfilling careers. Enjoy insights, data, best practices, resources, and jobs. Plus, the live Q&A on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Head over to buyercentricrevenue.com to sign up. If you want to learn more about the model and these topics, check out my book, The Death of the SDR and the Birth of the Buyer-Centric Revenue Model. It's available on Amazon in ebook, paperback, and audiobook. And now to this episode. Hey, everyone. In this video, we're going to cover how economic headwinds pose a silver lining if you optimize marketing sales by modernizing. There are five outdated and unnecessary marketing sales practices that do more harm than good. One, sales development. Two, the sales assembly line or the AECSM split and other subdivisions of partial sellers that create a bloated sales org and an awful buyer's experience. Three, quota or a partial goal and metric. Four, commission or half of your salary withheld pending quota attainment. And five, forcing buyers prematurely and artificially to sales. All five of these outdated and unnecessary practices that do more harm than good are anti-buyer, marketer, and seller, and therefore anti-profit and growth. These bad practices do not guarantee that your company will fail or will not grow at all or will not be profitable. Buyers buy, marketers market, sellers sell, and companies grow and VCs profit despite these bad practices, not because of them. B2B companies grow despite bad elements of marketing sales, just as they grow with bad elements of product, HR, finance, operations, IT, and customer service. Buyers put up with the BS to buy the product. Marketers and sellers put up with the BS to stay in careers that on the whole they enjoy. It's not like B2B companies aren't growing or going bankrupt. VCs malinvest because there's enough profit to wash out the loss. What these outdated bad practices do guarantee, however, is that to the extent adopted, companies do not grow and succeed as much as they could and should. Growth is reduced, takes longer, is more difficult, and costs more. Companies expose their flank to competitors that are more buyer-centric. Investors malinvest money that could otherwise be deployed productively and see companies that are more buyer-centric. Marketers and sellers endure less fulfilling and productive careers and see companies that are more buyer-centric. 
The extent of harm from these bad practices also depends on market forces, like the quality of the product, demand, competition, funding, and the good elements of marketing sales that offset the bad. For example, the harm caused by these bad practices may not seem as bad in instances where there's an amazing product, inelastic demand, little to zero competition, incredible marketing sales elements that offset the bad, or a ton of investor money to waste. However, as soon as market factors change, like an economic downturn, like the one that we're in, and or if the competition modernizes to attract talent and buyers alike, then the damage to profit becomes more visible and more painful, which is what is happening. The worst time to fix the roof is when it's raining. You should have done it when the sun was shining. However, hard times accelerate progress that should have happened. The pandemic forced companies to be smarter about their marketing sales, as well as on remote work. Adopt a better marketing sales model that was built for today, not 20 years ago. The buyer-centric revenue model. Achieve better growth, more, faster, easier for less. Enjoy competitive advantage, attracting talent and buyers alike. Enjoy more productive and fulfilling marketing sales careers, including avoiding layoffs that shouldn't have happened. Companies with inferior awareness, demand, reputation, word of mouth, product, pricing, investment, talent, and resources have the most upside, especially if you fix marketing. Most of the buyer's decision to purchase today is influenced by marketing, not sales. Buyers want and need marketing more than sales. Liberate both marketing and sales from its biggest problem, sales development. Buyers want marketing and marketing's influence on their peers, not sales development. Buyers do not want spam or push prematurely and artificially to sales by sales development. They want proper marketing and to learn, try, and buy on the website to the extent possible and desired with the option for sales. Sales wants marketing's website demo requests, not sales development leads. Marketing will typically charm buyers, but before buyers request a demo, sales development will proactively spam buyers to turn some buyers off and push some buyers prematurely to sales. Sales development provides sales with a lower quantity of good leads because it turns some buyers off and a higher quantity of bad leads because it pushes some buyers prematurely to sales. Lower win rates, longer sales cycles, higher cost per acquisition, and a bloated sales org triaging bad leads. Sales is mistrust in marketing. Most sellers missing quota most of the time. Sales does not want premature buyers that are just kicking tires to get info that they should have gotten from marketing. Marketing does not want sales development. Sales development is spam. Marketing is proper non-spam marketing. Sales development handcuffs, preempts, counteracts, and crowds out marketing. Sales development is incredibly resource intensive, time, capital, and labor, that could otherwise be invested in marketing. Sales development is suffering high turnover, low tenure, and low performance, even according to sales development performance metrics, let alone real marketing metrics that actually gauge marketing efficacy. Sales development is unnecessary and does more harm than good relative to marketing. Sales development is not icing on the marketing cake, but poison in the marketing champagne. Sales development is costing your company profit, revenue, customers, leads, word of mouth, reputation, 
and market share. It's costing you talent. Sales development hides behind marketing and rides marketing's coattails. Compare sales development to marketing instead of blending to expose the harm and gradually repurpose sales development to marketing with two experiments. Start there to unlock the most ROI, and then the other bad practices will take care of themselves. Early adopters will enjoy a massive competitive advantage, attracting talent and buyers. Younger companies can better avoid the bad practices or at least transition more easily before they become calcified. More mature companies do not enjoy the same situation, but they will eventually have to change. The longer they wait, the harder it will be, the worse the damage, and the further they'll fall behind. Make sure your company has a strong roof, regardless of rain or shine.